0: Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of We'll Do Blank for Honey, we will will discuss the two episodes of Drag Race before the finale. I'm Justin, the Bear Cub from Ottawa.
1: And I'm Rex Uranus. (laughs) That's all the introduction I need.
0: (laughs) Okay, so let's get into it. So second last episode, it is cutting down to the final four. Um, I'm not... Really sure that I really liked the, um, the like musical number this time i don't know it didn't
1: so it went on i think is what my problem was with it like it was just it was a lot of pieces and I mean it it got rid of some of the some of the key parts like they didn't do the um what message would you give to the younger version of yourself, or um, the interview on the podcast, or you know, there was so much stuff missing that I was like, was the like four-part musical number worth it for all that stuff?
0: Exactly, I felt the same way too. It kind of it cut out like a little bit of like getting to know the queens that like as we've gotten used to in the past, have really solidified who you really wanted as the top.
1: Well, they also didn't have um, their speech, like why they should win and why not, and the other girls shouldn't. And that's like an, um, that's a pretty important part, because I mean, like, I argue that that, co- that that might have cost Ginger the win in season seven, because she kind of shot herself in the foot with her, speech at the end. So, like, who knows? No, could un- what did Ginger say? She said that Violet shouldn't win just because she's just because she's young.
0: Oh, that's right. And her
1: and Kennedy both kind of teamed up on Pearl and Violet and was like, yeah, they're too young. They can't possibly be what's next in drag.
0: I remember that. And I remember, like, being all, like, bitter against, like, older queens at the moment. I was like, what the hell? Like, um,
1: yeah, and and then in untucked, they got into a huge debate over it, where Violet was like, "I don't not deserve to win just because I'm young." Exactly. She's like, "I wouldn't say," and she's like, "I wouldn't say that you shouldn't win because you're old."
0: Just that you have bad fashion.
1: <laughs> just. She's a glamour toad. She's allowed to have ugly fashions. That's how it works. But it's that. But it's that thing, right? Where it's like what did we miss because we didn't see it did they even film it or did they skip it all together because like this is the first time that we've done the top four the top five to top four and then not have anything after
0: yeah i thought it was really weird that they didn't do like some kind of elimination and then like, you know, where we get to know them. Like You have the top five, you go to top four, and then the next episode is kind of like you get to know them,
1: right? Well, because usually the performance or the music video or whatever is the top four, not the... Because they got into the habit where you go in, so season eight, you'd go in with your top four, and then one girl would get eliminated, and she wouldn't be in the music video, and then you'd be top three. And yeah. then the next time, and then the next season, they went top five. Then they got rid of Alexis, and then they did another episode of just the four of them. And then at the end, they're like, "You know what? All four of you are staying." And then that sort of became the format where you get you get rid of the the top five down to, or you get the top five down to the top four, and then you take the top four, and then you get an episode of just the four of them, where you yeah. really get to focus on the four of them.
0: Yeah, I really missed that episode. I really.
1: So. Missed it. Well, yeah, I mean, who knows for next season. Um, Sidebar, because we talked about it, I think, last episode, but uh, All-Stars 5, did you see who one of the special guest judges is? Uh, Ricky Martin? Uh, Tessa Thompson, Janelle Monae's girlfriend. I'm not familiar with her. She's Valkyrie and Thor Ragnarok. Oh my god! Oh yes, 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 yes. So does that mean Janelle Monae will be the musical guest for the start of season thirteen? Because I would literally die.
0: Mm, that would be nice.
1: Wouldn't it? I mean, you get Tessa in, you get Janelle in. It's a whole thing. If they get them both to come in for the first episode, dead, dead.
0: She needs to work more on her name recognition because I love her and everything that she does. But her name
1: doesn't strike me. I thought Janelle Monet is a very striking name. I think I think what it is with her is I find that she is she is very picky, it seems about with the projects that she works on, and she seems so unattainable. Like getting Gaga on there, you're like, Oh sure, of course. Miley, yeah, that's a no brainer. But if Janelle Monet came on, you'd be like, Oh, they got her on? How the fuck did they do that? So like like for Sorry? some
0: them, I was talking about Tessa. Yeah. Like, like, Tessa's name recognition, she needs to work on that, because I should have clicked with me, I actually love her as an actress. I,
1: I feel like um, when she gets, when Thor, Thund, Love and Thunder, or the next Avengers comes out, and she is the king, the female king of Asgard, and has a female wife, or, like, a female partner, everybody's going to be like, okay, now everybody knows who she is.
0: Yeah. Because,
1: uh, anyway, side.
0: Janelle Monet do don't hate me, but I'm not terribly familiar with her either.
1: I mean, I would get familiar. She's pretty cool. I really like her.
0: What can I watch?
1: Um, so she did a music video series called Dirty Computer, and Tessa Thompson's actually in it. They play lovers in it, Um, and it's, like, future and sci-fi, and it's, like, really good. It's, like, an hour and a bit. It's all of her music, music videos into one, like, long narrative. Um, super cool. She's in, she's in a new movie, um, that I don't know when it's coming out, but it looks really trippy, and it deals with, um... It deals with, like, slavery in the South. It's very unclear what it's about, but it looks really good. She's also in – um, she's in that Steve Carell movie where she turns out to be – where he, like, reenacts things with dolls, and she plays a doll and a and his physiotherapist. She's just, like – she's in these, like, really strange projects, and I just want her in more projects. Like, if they ever do a prince – auto but like if they do like a rocket man or like a what do they call that one bohemian rhapsody but like for prince she's my top choice to play prince really watch the music video for the way you make me feel and you'll be like oh yeah she can she's prince she is and i think a woman playing prince is or like someone who's like female identified playing prince uh total sense super into
0: it. Tilda Swinton play. Um,
1: Kate, Kate Blanchett. It was Kate Blanchett who played Bob Dylan. Because Tilda Swinton is my top choice to play David Bowie if they do a docu like a movie about him. Who played David Bowie? Gillian Anderson played David Bowie in American Gods, and it was and it was everything, but. I think if you're gonna have like a movie, like a big name movie actor take on David Bowie for an entire like two hours, Tilda Swinton, she's so weird. She'd absolutely be able to pull it off.
0: Well, she was friends with Bowie.
1: Tilda Swinton. Yeah, I believe it. Like I just think, cause she's androgynous. He's androgynous. They have a similar build. Mm. They both have really sharp angular features. I feel like give her the right hair and, like, the – because his pupils are different sizes, give her the contact gold. I think she's perfect. Just – she's my top pick.
0: That's a nice little tangent.
1: Yeah, sorry. We're just really fucking gay. And, like, when you start talking about gay pop culture, it's just – it's a deep dive. It's – I don't just tip put the tip in. You got to go all the way. You got to go balls deep.
0: Yeah. So, what did you love about the episode? Um, Five to four. We are okay. Let's let's talk about a positive here.
1: Okay. Um, if we're gonna dive right into the runway, Gigi's runway slayed me. Mm. The '70s, '80s, fucking prom outfit with the headgear—I lived. It was so funny, and it was not at all what I was expecting her to come out in.
0: here yeah, I was like... I was stunned, because I was like, oh, okay, like, it's different, it's quirky. I thought she was going to go complete full high fashion. Like, like Jada high fashion, you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, you know, it was
1: cute, I liked it, it was fun, it was flirty. I think it... I think what... I would say all of them did, except for Jackie. Was all of them really like their final looks was them, their like their whole personality embodied in their outfits. Right? Like I like Crystal's look is pure crystal. It's so weird. The shape makes no sense. The fabric makes no sense. It's just it's wild. And then Gigi comes out in this like very well done, very fitted to her body, like perfectly sculpted to her body, but it's like weird and kooky and funny. And then Jada comes out in a like immaculately constructed gown, looking just beautiful. And then Jackie comes out in something that isn't necessarily something I relate to the sixties.
0: I can't remember what Jackie wore. I'm trying to look.
1: That huge red like plastic oh, dress yeah. with the with the polka dots and the blue hair and gloves yes I it's know. just like it's just like when i thought quintessential jackie i thought she was going to come out in like in the 60s in like a really like identifiable 60s moment mm-hmm. and that chanel skirt like the bottom of that dress just read 50s to me and jackie like really pushed the 60s aesthetic the whole time I thought being that she always played into the fact that she's that she, like she's um like her ancestry is from the Middle East I thought that that was going to be a part that she saved to tie into it I thought that it was going to be like there was just a lot of things I was like not expecting I was expecting her to do and she didn't do it and I wasn't blown away by her not doing it. Mm-hmm. And obviously we're not talking about the Mae West, the blue Mae West look? Because I know that you, your Mae West has been under a lot of attack this season.
0: Right? She is...
1: Like, she just can't get a break.
0: And she needs the respect she deserves. Yeah. Like yeah. You know, the sluttiness of Mae West and wittiness is permeated in, in like gay sexuality so much that like for not to be revered the way that it is is just a travesty
1: yeah I mean someone she pissed off someone like because she's clearly getting like Alaska did her justice and then just everything else afterwards was just like oh I guess you
0: think that when Alaska did her justice that like, that might have, like, turned a lot of people more on to Mae West. And, I mean, it, it did. They're, you know, like, it brought her to the forefront. Because I know a lot of people are like, who's Mae West? I'm like, how the fuck do you not know who Mae West is? But, like, look, at Aiden Zane, who clearly wasn't paying attention.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean...
0: I mean, the Snatch Game, I'm going to say this, will always find a way to turn you onto a piece of gay culture that you weren't really aware of. Yeah. There's always like someone around that, you're like, oh, I, I don't know who that is. And then you look them up, and you're like, oh my God. Uh, like, um, who was it? Uh, I can't remember her name. Sasha Valour, her character. Uh, I can't remember her name for the life of me right now. Dietrich? Dietrich?
1: Oh, Marlena, D- Marlena Dietrich.
0: Yes, yeah, like, I mean, I remember seeing photos of her before, but I didn't know too much about her, and then, like, I looked, her, and I looked her up, and then it would be like a whole bunch of, like, queer culture that I didn't really know, so.
1: Well, I mean, look at Grey Gardens. Little Edie was brought to a whole new generation of gays because Jinx decided to do her for, I just don't understand why no one's done Big Edie, because Big Edie is just as weird as Little Edie was, even, but, like, crankier.
0: The, the issue there is because Jinx did her so well that you know what you I mean like to do the other half would be you You would you'd probably flop you know
1: but it's the thing right like um why are people continuing like I get that Alaska brought Mae West into the hearts and minds of a lot of queer people who didn't know that she existed but it's like why would you keep choosing to pull her as a reference if like Alaska already did it. Like when you when somebody wins a snatch game with a character, that character is done. Like don't worry about it.
0: Yeah.
1: Like if anybody does Cher after Chad Michaels, like what are you thinking? Because you there's no way you're better than Cher or than Chad Michaels. (laughs)
0: Like
1: there's no way like if you came in and did Brit if you came in and did Britney, like if Tatiana did Britney after Derek It'd be like, but Derek already did it. And you already did it. Like, you already just killed it.
0: I think so, that was like, better than Derek's. I mean, it was actually funny. Sorry.
1: Tatiana, Derek. Tatiana was a lot more ready to make fun of Britney in a way that, ta- that, Br- that Derek was not prepared to make fun of Britney.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think it's very different. They had to the very different approaches. But it's the idea, like, if you win, if Snatch Game is one with a character, like, that character's done. Don't try it again, because what are you trying? Lightning doesn't... Lightning technically does sometimes strike in the same place twice, but, like, the odds are very low. Yeah, and another
0: t- again, on another tangent again, Timmy. I want yeah. to talk about the final looks of that episode first. Uh, I know, I mean, I did like them, but... I am gonna say this, I did not feel that they were the highest form of bag that I've seen compared to other seasons that have I mean when they did uh like Bob Kimchi and Naomi, like their final looks were astounding, you know, like these ones I felt were not as amazing. But I'm just saying that. They were still great, but they weren't like amazing. Like, I, I need my socks blown off me harder than going to a bathhouse, you know? Like, I, I really need them to go to that level. And I just felt like it wasn't really at that level for me. For a pre-
1: finale. You know? I think I think I think Crystal had a – she had a hard um, job ahead of her to top the Burt and Ernie look because that was everything. It's a – like, where do you go from there? Gigi's I – like, Gigi's I really liked. One thing I will say that someone clocked was the boots – Crystal's boots in her blue turban lady look. The boots were terrible. The boots were ugly. If you look at them, they're like clunky little low, like, boots. And she I was, was like... Realness, wasn't she? Sorry? She was trying to give Jeannie realness, wasn't she? No, they. I would have appreciated if it had, like, the curled toe or... Especially because she had yellow in her cheeks. If the boots were yellow or something else to, like, tie that in, I would have been like... it. The boots are the only thing I'll call out because the boots were ugly, and I was like, "Oh, those boots!" Like as long as I ignore the boots, it was a great look. Um, Gigi's look, I, I loved. Jada's looks were, Jada's look was really good. Like, but one of the things with Jada, all season, and like, I've had lots of conversations about this, um, with, like. My boyfriend and uh, his brother was I. Um, Jada's looks are always immaculate, but they're nothing revolutionary.
0: Oh, they're very much pageant
1: level. It's, but it's not even pageant level. Like one of the th- one of the ways that we were trying to describe it was I would describe when so when the when they got the challenges. Crystal was like, what would nobody do? And then she does that. Mm-hmm. Gigi goes, uh, what would nobody or what would somebody not think to do? And Jada's like, what would somebody want to buy? Because I find a lot of Jada's outfits are like, especially with her gowns and stuff. I'm like, people would buy those outfits. Like her black wedding dress. I guarantee you somebody, somebody watching it was like, oh, I would wear that. Whereas the other girls, it's like only they could wear it. Um and like Jada has construction down to a T, but it's like nothing interesting. It's like you're doing the black wedding, so it's like, oh cool, it's a pretty black like it's a beautiful black dress, but it's not interesting. It's just a black dress. And the final look was beautiful, but it was just it was a gold printed dress with a with like a sheer cape.
0: Yeah. So that's. I mean, it's howdy level. I find like it was. It was pretty. I liked it, but like, like I said, with all of them, like I wasn't blown out of the water. And I just saw those boots. I just looked them up, and yeah, that's those boots. So you should be ashamed. (laughs) Like,
1: like the fact that those yellow, that Widow's yellow shoes were called the ugliest shoes. Crystal's final look shoes are the ugliest shoes. Yeah. If, I, as I said, if she would have put like a, if she would have like just sewn on or like made a little curled toe at the end to really like hammer home the genie thing, I would have forgiven it. But that clunky little boot was was gross.
0: In that fabric down to the boot or something.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, if it was all that. But I also think that she would have lended. It would have lended her well if the, almost if the velour was different, slightly different shades, because mm-hmm. it was almost too much monotone or, like, monochromatic, where, like, normally monochromatic, you would use, like, slightly different tones of the same color. This was just, like, it's all the same shade of blue. I think she could have benefited a little tiny bit if, like, the body part was maybe a a slightly lighter shade, and the, like, puffy parts were a little dark, were, like, just a tiny bit darker. I don't know. I'm not a drag queen, so I... I really feel like I'm in a bad place to be commenting on it, but I don't have the authority.
0: You know, I love her anyway. But, um, so, yeah. Did you want to move on to the reunion?
1: Um, I think the only one thing that I would say before we leave that one was with the challenge, um, with the actual like performance challenge, um, it was... I know we talked about it being really long but I also found with it where I was, because it was like the three different parts and I love that they brought the entrance looks back because I thought that was a really fun like twist was to have them come back because like we don't, like as the viewer you're like oh I'm just, I remember what they wore last week or two weeks ago but to be like oh yeah that's what they wore when they came in, it really does show you like how far or how like different they might have or how much they might have grown throughout the season to be like, this is what they wear now. This is or this is how they pre- present themselves now. This is how they presented themselves when they walked in. Um, I thought that was a really fun idea, and I really liked um, the weird, like, sensitive part of the the mirror part when they were talking about like the development of, I guess, what I imagine a drag queen. Um, like going through the motions from like being drunk and playing with makeup and then like eventually being working up the nerve to go out in public or perform and like kind of that evolutionary state. Cause I don't know as a, like, I can't speak to it. I, I don't know if that's like a legitimate process that they go through.
0: I mean, I will. Yeah, I will definitely. So the mm, those. Stories that they had in there did really resonate with with me and my process of going through drag as well um I was very heartfelt I did really I did enjoy it, but like it didn't counteract missing their personal pieces. you know what I mean It wasn't like, oh, I got that like it didn't feel like it was their personal piece. It felt like they were it was scripted, which it was. I think, if anything, from the season that RuPaul, if you're listening, you can take this heart here. Um, they need to really work on their product placement. I don't want to feel like it's a product placement. Like, the, the Christmas Queens episode that they had really... I mean, yes, it was funny. It was hokey, and it was okay. I shouldn't really be feeling that in the regular seasons. And we did a few times when we lost... Uh, the library to the unboxing uh, challenge, it didn't work well for me, and I just felt like it was just pure product placement. And we saw it again here when it was the, the, it was basically an ad for the Vegas Show, which I, I got and understood, but I shouldn't have to sacrifice the other parts to get it. You know? which is
1: I, which I agree which is why if this was the second last episode and then the last episode was the top four like normal I feel like I wouldn't have been left on such a man I'm really like they're really wanting me to buy this exactly yeah like yeah no I I get that I feel like you talking to about how like the the narrative through their like performance did resonate with um like with you, but doesn't feel true to the care like to the actual performers. Yeah. I feel like they would have been able to write those parts as well. So maybe it did like because Gigi's experience and Jada's experience, and like it's all gonna be really different. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that came into play or. So I, just, I have a hard time imagining Gigi being like, I was, just, I was afraid to put on makeup ever in her life. Uh, but yeah, that's what I'll... I agree. Less product placement. Um, I get that the show like does it, but many challenges are where that belongs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not the main challenge.
0: And, and smartly done as well, too. Like I mean, I'm, I would put myself on the level of super fan. I will, like, if I could go to Las Vegas, I would watch the show. You know what I mean? Like, I totally would. Maybe not during the times of COVID, but when it's all done, you know? Like, you don't have to sell me too hard on it. Especially anyone watching the show. I mean, there's, like, we've been, we've seen this phenomenon in Ottawa when we started getting the queens coming up to the place. Uh, It's not just, like, straight women that are, like, Filling up these auditoriums to go see these queens. So Mm -hmm. like you have enough of an audience out there that you don't like have to do that so much. You know?
1: Um I agree. Um I would I'm in the same boat, I would totally go to Vegas, but that's also because that's where they filmed some of my favorite porn. So (laughs) you want yeah, I'm in the business now, remember? So and they and they film primarily there. So, you know, you have to you
0: gotta, in, go watch a show and then go record a show.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like you gotta make it worth it. You get a cup the thing is you have to be there long enough to be able to do more than one scene. You can't like a, you don't wanna go for one scene because that's not hardly worth it financially.
0: <laughs> go for a week, it's pretty
1: cheap now. Yeah, I need like I need to like six months worth of content in like four days. So yeah. you know, you gotta get busy. But um but yeah, no, I I agree. And I mean there's a fine there's a fine line between the two because I was watching when I watched review with a Jew, Cracker was talking about um her support for how much um the show focused this season on super fans. And she's like, you we can't ever forget that the show is supposed to be by queer people for queer people. But she's like, when the show it would not have been as big without the like straight white women and like the straight women who became fans of the show and go to drag cons and do all these things she's like we kind of have to take the moment to respect that they are now a really big part of this community she's like never forget where it comes from but it's where it is right now you can't you you can't just pretend like they don't exist because they do and they spend a lot of money and they're teaching their kids to go and they're teaching their kids and they're bringing their families into it. So she's like, you, you kind of, like, it makes sense why the season was very heavily directed at super fans.
0: Yeah. No, I, I can appreciate that. but Like I said, I mean, I just want, I don't want to feel like it's a infomercial, commercial though.
1: Yeah. Like I get it. Many yeah. challenges are where it should be limited to. If anything, and don't don't fuck with the with the ones we expect. If Snatch Game turned into a Snatch Game commercial, I'd be done. I was I was
0: like really mad when they fucked with the library.
1: That's yeah
0: a staple. Yeah, I know. We'll get into it when we get into the finale too, because like they feel like they kind of realized that and tried to address that. You want to get into the finale now?
1: Oh, you mean the the reunion?
0: Yeah, um, yeah, not the finale, the reunion.
1: Yeah. Okay. So reunion, um, the at home reunion special. <laughs> um, the first thing I gotta say is, I, I'm sure there's reasons why Rue decided to wear that I I weird re- wrestler mask. Do you want to
0: remind me of? Do you remember Farscape?
1: I never really watched Farscape.
0: If anyone out there is watching this and remembers the bad guy from Farscape, that's what RuPaul reminded me of. So funny. So funny.
1: I thought it was gonna stay on for like the first bit, like it was gonna be a joke about like, don't forget to wear a mask, and like that was gonna be the thing. And then she was gonna take it off, but it was so distracting that it was on the whole time. (laughs) Because it just is like this like weird sex fetish luchador mask that just didn't really fit right it just it just didn't work for me it just it also really because i know everybody's making jokes about like how is rue gonna look at the finale without raven um or like anybody painting her face like people were posting pictures of her from like the 2000s and be like we're at the finale with like our like arguably a very busted face compared to what she had what she's used to and you're like it almost like it, this the mask thing almost read right as like desperately trying to not pay attention like to not draw attention to the fact that she's not wearing makeup but she never wears makeup during the reunions so i don't know it just it felt unnecessary she always does the reunion as boy brew she doesn't so that's why like not having makeup in this in the reunion made Total sense. So I thought it was just gonna be a joke. She can take the mask off, and it was gonna be normal for the rest of it. But the mask stayed on the whole fucking time. It was so fucking distracting.
0: <laughs> um, also, was really distracting for me. Rockham. Okay, I love this bitch. That was a weird fucking look for me. Ebenezer Scrooge. If it would, this was a winter season, sure. But it was literally like almost summertime and she's Ebenezer Scrooge and I'm like what the fuck is going on here
1: but the theme was, thump- was pajamas, sleepwear so she wore, she. that's why she wore his sleeping outfit
0: I get it but like
1: <laughs> I'm supposed okay. to go as sleeping beauty
0: yeah right, like I don't know, I just thought that was really, I thought it was a really weird choice for me it did really resonate. I love the looks that she could give in it, though. Like when she, she had some hilarious facial expressions while she was in there, but it was just weird. Like kudos to you for going out there into the weird
1: zone. <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta ask, what was your least favorite moment and your most favorite moment of the reunion?
0: Um. So. Favorite moment. Okay, so I don't know if it was like I liked that Britta kind of got called out in a, a little bit. That was kind of fun. But um I don't know. I, this it's this reunion, like I know they all seem kind of they're all kind of, like, fabricated. This one, maybe because of the way that it was, and you could only have, like, one person talking at a time, it it was a very weird episode for me. I don't know. I didn't really like the when they tried to fake the controversy of them, like, getting into a fight with each other. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't really like that.
1: Are you talking about Britta and...
0: But when they they asked, like, uh, welcome, Sakura. Is there anything that you want to get off your chest? And then she's like, yeah. Why couldn't you let me just be the apple? And everyone was like, and then it just kind of, like, devolved into them yelling at each other. Like, it was, like, I don't need, there's enough drama on this show that you don't need to take it.
1: You're right. That was, that was really staged. Yeah. It was really staged. Um, so your favorite was Brita getting called out. Your least favorite one was that super staged
0: yeah
1: okay my favorite moment was jan admitting that she was really crying because she lost because yeah. i was like fucking bitch everyone knew that you were upset because you did not win and her fucking kimono with her face with that face printed all over it was my everything it was my favorite moment of the whole thing it was just it was so fucking funny and i'm just there's, there's so much catharsis and just being like I fucking knew it. I knew you were a bitch because you just didn't get your way and you didn't win your challenge. Like, nobody believed that you were crying because Britta went home.
0: Yeah.
1: That was why I felt the best about it. Um, My least favorite moment had to have been, I think. I mean, I just want to say RuPaul's mask because it was so distracting, but like, I don't know. I think it, also, the part two were. Um, Aiden like backpedaled really hard on the whole like like but she's like just to clarify guys Britta wasn't bullying me I'm like yeah she fucking was like if you maybe she wasn't in real life but if you watch the edited version of the show like yeah she was bullying you
0: now I think maybe they did that because like these girls in the world gets back into normality they will be working closely with each other pro- they probably they. I mean, it is, like, pageant show stuff going on. You know, like, they they get all up in their feels. They say things that's in the regular season. She's a bedroom queen. Like, I realize that we're all bedroom queens now with all this going on. But what the, like, I never, like, she got on to see RuPaul's Drag Race because she did internet, like, video drag. Is that how she got on?
1: Well, because remember... Aiden was very defensive in the first episode when she was like, there's not a lot of places to do drag where I'm from. Yeah. And she just never answered the question that she did, like, you that she did video drag as opposed to bar drag. Like, she just, it was pressed and she just never, she never explained it in the show, in the show's edited version. We only saw her kind of get harassed about it and then they kind of walked away from it. And we never kind of got into it. Right? Like, she never, they never did like a thing where she was like, I've only performed in a club like once and I like normally just perform at home. Like, she never explained it. So at the end, when they're like, oh yeah, I'm a bedroom queen. Cool. Like, we just thought that you didn't perform often or you performed like once every three months. Like, who the fuck knows what that means?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Unless it was edited out because like Sherry was a big part of it or whatever was a big part of it. And like when they had to edit her out, it edited a lot of conversations that dealt with that. So maybe we didn't know because of that. But at the same time, like it was a it was a bit of a it, was, it threw me off a little bit um, for it. So I was not having it. Um, I was a little disappointed that Gigi didn't maintain the uh, the headgear look for her sleepover party. Because I think that would have been fun if she did like an '80s sleepover party with like the side ponytail with the big scrunchie and the headgear, yeah. And like just like the her background was covered with like um, stacks of *Babysitters Club* books or something like that. Really went in on it. <laughs> oh, if she went in on it, it would have been so good to me. But yeah,
0: no, pink in the background.
1: <laughs> oh, like Jada's look, I loved because it was playing up the whole sleeping thing. Like she had the pillow behind her. I loved cute. it. Um, I thought on
0: a runway,
1: Courtney Act did. I was yes. cute.
0: I think I she did, did it, Courtney. Though, sorry,
1: Courtney. Well, we only saw it from the waist, from the chest up. So who knows what the rest of it looked like?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I think it would have been funny if one girl showed up with just nothing, and just had a just had mm-hmm. a blanket, and she's like, "Well, you said in what in like sleepwear," and she's like, "I sleep naked." Like, <laughs> I think it would have been funny, or Sleeping Beauty. Oh, Nikki or that. sorry, Nikki should have done that. Oh yeah, yeah, that would have been cute. She um, sleeping down. Sleeping Beauty would have been fun, or it would have been funny if you um, like had built like a fake glass case and was like Snow White sleeping in your in your coffin. Because <laughs> they said sleepwear, like there's a lot of ways to interpret sleepwear. Yeah, exactly. Right. Could have could have been a vampire like coming out of a coffin and being like, I, "I woke from my eternal slumber." Like, yeah, there's so much you could have done with it. But I don't know. I mean, like people I forgot were in the reunion. Um, Nikki, <laughs> <laughs> um, Dahlia. I don't actually remember anything. I remember they were like,
0: well, she was. I... Sorry, hold
1: on. Well, I was remembering somebody said something. I th- too many of the of the like review shows but somebody said something about like how when she stormed off they were like she was like yeah she should have been more mad she shouldn't even less like she should have been the first girl to like never to not sign in the mirror or like like if you're gonna throw a tantrum like throw a tantrum like be famous for your tantrum instead of just like walking off and not and like still doing the rest of it like she should have come impressed for like <laughs> walking around the, the workroom and just being like well i'm not fucking packing and just like grab and uh, just, like, sit there and, like, protest. Like, they were, like, just go full tantrum, not this, like, I'm having a moment, like, just, because, because they're, like, you know what, you left and you weren't the first girl that walked off without, like, really having a goodbye statement. Like, Fifi did it, where she just, like, walked off.
0: Oh my god, can we talk about Fifi right now?
1: What about Fifi?
0: Well, Fifi is dropping Fifi.
1: Oh yeah, she goes by, Jer- she prefers people to call her Jeremy.
0: Yeah, she she you know, completely killed the Fifi personality and just, she's not going to stop doing drag, but she just wants to be like the queen formerly known as Fifi or whatever and so on my Facebook someone had posted this and I said well that's kind of dumb like she's always going to be Fifi, she has fans, she's built a brand, she might as well just keep it. I mean sorry that you acted a certain way but like, and then people were against me saying like, oh, you know, if she doesn't, she can do whatever she wants and all that. I'm like, yeah, sure. But like, you've built a very successful brand. Like, even if it was being out of being a little bit nasty, but like continuing to to do drag and just be called Jeremy, like we're, we're always going to see you as Fifi.
1: Well, I think that's, I watched an interview with her, with her, him, I'm not really sure specifically. I know she prefers Jeremy over Fifi, but I'm not sure pronoun wise what she prefers, he prefers. At any rate, Jeremy said that uh, he is starting to get recognized by fans as Jeremy. He's like, that's all I can tell if they're like fans of the show or if they're fans of me. Because my fans will call me Jeremy, but the show's fans will call me Fifi. all
0: your fans. That's my message. Jeremy, if you read this, they're all your fans. We love you for different parts of your lives. People also want to support you outside of Fifi. That's
1: cool. But I think she also, I think realistically, too, Fifi is known as for being a bitch. Jeremy isn't.
0: But now she's going to fuse those two personas.
1: I don't know, because apparently, like, ask any of the queens that she's friends with, they're like, Fifi's really nice outside of Drag Race. Like, Jeremy is actually really nice. It's Fifi in the show that's a bitch.
0: Yeah.
1: So maybe maybe that's like a just once full separation, where she's just like, I'm done being known as Fifi the bitch, and I want to be known as Jeremy because Jeremy is a nice person. I don't know. I, I, you know what? If she does it and then eats a baby as Jeremy, then sure. She's melding the two together. Like, if you're just going to go, if you're going to go, like, just full tilt evil as your new persona, cool. You're merging them together. But if you're, like,
0: legitimately, like,
1: I am focusing my career in a new direction, go for it. Like, Trinity changed her name. Tyra's not doing drag anymore. I mean, and, like, we got over it. Sorry?
0: You said Trinity changed her name?
1: Yeah, she was Trinity, Trinity Taylor in season nine, and when she came back for All-Stars, she's Trinity the Tuck. The Taylors dropped off. She changed her name. Did she? I would say so, considering the other thing is in the credits. In the first episode of All-Stars 4, it says Trinity the, Trinity Taylor, and then she goes, actually it's Trinity the Tuck now, and then it corrects itself. Yeah. So she would so Jeremy wouldn't be the first one to change their name. Um, go for it.
0: I mean I still think of Trinity as tree Taylor anyways, but like the Tuck, that's her new name. She's the Tuck. Yeah, uh, the truck
1: the Tuck was her title, but now it's her last name. I
0: mean, she's like Alaska Thunderfuck. She had to do Alaska 5000 for the show she's still Alaska Thunderfuck. She'll always be Alaska Thunderfuck.
1: It depends, so on where she, it depends on where she is.
0: Exactly, if she's on national television, that's Alaska 5000. If she's in the bar, it's Alaska Thunderfuck. So yeah. like, you never, when you, when you hit these brands running, you don't, it's not like escaping them, but you, you can't really change them. You're always going to be in the zeitgeist of who you have been in the past. It's
1: like wrestlers trying to change their name. It's a lot. If Jeremy continuing to be an example. If Jeremy has been Jeremy for five years, everyone will be so used to it. It doesn't matter. It's the transition period where it's the hardest. But once it's been
0: a long enough. Prince it's, never got rid of Prince. So.
1: I will say this. I think when Jeremy has been Jeremy longer. When we have collectively known Jeremy as Jeremy longer than we've known her as Fifi, I think it'll figure itself out.
0: I don't, so, I don't think so. It would only happen if Jeremy only did Jeremy. The fact that she wants to do Fifi without Fifi's name is going to keep Fifi in our minds. And then it's going to, like, well, we'll just call her Jeremy. She's still Fifi.
1: Is she, though? Because I look at... I, when I look at the drag that Fifi O'Hara did in all, in season four versus what the drag that Jeremy does like now, those are like worlds apart.
0: And yeah, she doesn't worlds lot of apart. A bit, but when she like says like she's not gonna do any bar appearances, she's only gonna do like major cons and like like certain types of things. Like I don't know, it just. It just seems to me like she doesn't want to do the little jobs anymore. She just wants big like, ticket paychecks. That's all.
1: But, I mean, that's that's her right to make that choice, I guess. Like,
0: yeah. I mean, if she doesn't want to, you know, go to the bars and, like, perform for fans and do that, do the this, do this circuit, you know what I mean, <laughs> basically. Like, that's All up to her, but I'm just saying we're always gonna know her as Fifi. She goes into an article, she will always be Jeremy, the drag queen previously known as Fifi O'Hara. Yeah, it's gonna be there for the rest of her life. So you might as well just keep and separate the brands. Keep Jeremy as a singer. Have Fifi do drag. They're two different identities.
1: Now I'm gonna throw this out to you, as a as a drag queen. I'm speaking to Emma right now. Hello, Emma. If Emma didn't have to do bar gigs, if Emma made all the money she needed doing limited guest spots and other projects, would Emma Emma choose to give up doing bar gigs if she didn't need to?
0: I mean, the energy that you get from when you're in the bar doing performances is completely different than doing private engagements.
1: So I would definitely still be doing bar gigs. But that's but that's that's your take on it. Maybe somebody else who would be like, you know what? I did I did the bar gigs because I had to and I don't have to anymore. And I'd rather not because I'd rather focus on doing other things. Like I don't fault I don't fault a girl if she like if, Shand- if Shangela became an actress and just stopped doing bar gigs because she was acting all the time. Cool, like, whatever. That's the next stage in your career development. Go for it.
0: I mean, I can kind of see that as well, but I just don't think (laughs) P.P. can. Sorry, P.P. Sorry, buddy. So, I don't know. It is completely, I've done prime engagements, I've done like bars and I, I kind of prefer the bars because private engagements. Everyone's kind of like they're they sit around and they watch you before. It's a completely different energy. Like you really have to like. At the you know, private
1: engagement is in like like you were an escort, like Emma was working, or so like like um,
0: like in a private club, you know, like okay like everyone has a seat they sit down and it's like and it's it's cute but like they don't give you the same energy like you don't feed off the crowd as much you're like 10 feet away from them i always end up on top of a table basically lap dancing in front of someone because i have to like find that energy from the crowd and draw it out of them when you're at the bar they're like giving you life when you're on the stage
1: and it's is it because private events they don't drink as much
0: I think the private event is like more reserved, like they're there to watch a show, not so Mm. much be living it as much. I don't know. It's just a very different atmosphere.
1: Because I Um, feel like the more drunk people are, the more energy you get from them, because the less you have to do to impress them.
0: (laughs) What are you trying to say?
1: No, I just mean like in general, you'd get more feedback from them because you could be like, you could turn and like wink and they're just like living. But then at a reserved function, if they're like not drinking as much, they're like, they're like, their higher brain functions are still like, I'm not stimulated. Whereas if they were drunk, they're like, everything stimulates them. So I just don't know if that, I didn't know if that was the reason. But I'm also going to say I don't shade if you were, if, uh, if you had to escort, a lot of girls escort, and there's nothing wrong with it. And sex work should be legal and they should be protected.
0: I believe. Sorry? I mean, sex work is true work. I think it's justified. Yeah. Yeah. A thousand I percent. I mean, I personally don't charge. Wink, wink.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> giving it away.
0: Service, done anything.
1: You're the free sample counter at the Costco that never runs out of samples never. <laughs> um, yeah, no that's a topic for that's a, a deep topic for a whole other conversation, but Union. yeah we're this this whole episode has been a lot of non i don't, you know what's weird I was so underwhelmed by the last two episodes I think is what it's like I'm like I'm going to talk about anything else because I'm like we have to talk about it because it's Drag Race and that's the theme of the episode but I'm also just like there wasn't a lot to talk about like they did a performance and then they all sat there and talked about stuff that we already did a speed run talking through and it's like cool nothing new was presented all right, I right let's move on like I'm used to the season being like you have like four fucking outfits in an episode or there's two child like two acting challenges or there's you know there's just stuff and then this one you're like i don't know the last two episodes were just so anticlimactic
0: right i I feel the same and i think that is a little bit of like the stuff that they emotional stuff that they cut out you know like um who was it Jackie Cox, I I did like we got to hear about his family, how his mother accepted him being a drag queen. I thought that was very touching. Um, so I enjoyed that a little bit. I just want, I think I needed that from a little bit more from everyone, you know what I mean? Like, maybe we're going to get some of that from the, the top four from the, the finale, hopefully. I wonder how they're going to film this, because I'm not down for them being in their homes. I'm sorry.
1: So... so- the only thing that the only thing I saw as like information was that they are using state of the art technology to film this finale, Aww. and part of me is like confused as to what that means. Is it going to be like they all got some green screens and specific cameras? Um, and we had a conversation about this because going into the finale. Um because it's a, cause there's gonna be lip syncs and there's gonna be talk so Ru said there's five lip syncs. So one for each of the top three, I guess one group lip sync esque, and then I don't know what the fourth what the fifth one's gonna be. Maybe it's the All-Stars Five cast. We'll do a lip sync together.
0: Four, maybe four three. So, one, two, And then third one would be a finale. So normally there's three, right? But then there's two extra ones. Right?
1: Yeah, but it's the last finale. They did like they had, or was it last one or season 10 where they had like the girls from season one come and they did a lip sync number together or I don't know if it's going to be something like that where they like bring, they do um, a group number uh, or something. Yes, yes, yes. Like, like mm-hmm. I think we're I don't think we're thinking correctly if we assume that all five lip syncs are going to be the top three that are specifically doing them. But yeah, um, I. So, one of the questions that came up was who's going to win? Because they're like looking at the three who lip synced, the strongest lip syncers of the group uh, would be Gigi, because Gigi's, well, they only seen her lip sync once as. Uh, in the first episode, and she was hilarious and weird, and f- like she just took a different approach to it. But what I'm also saying is, um, because if they have to film it themselves at home, you also need to film, edit, all that other stuff, Crystal makes a lot of videos at home. So who maybe has the experience to nail the vi- the homemade video versus maybe somebody who doesn't know how to make homemade videos? So you might be at the mercy of your editing skills. Can
0: you imagine if they have to edit themselves? But won't it be live?
1: Probably not. I can't see them, I cannot see them risking it. Yeah. They probably, they're probably gonna film it all in advance and they're gonna do the exact same thing where they film multiple endings and everybody's reactions and then they're gonna edit it together and then we're gonna get a release. Like I'm sure the, ed- the finale's already been filmed and they're editing it now, and we're going to get a version of it, and there's probably going to be a live thing where you can watch the girls, because then they can see who wins live. Because mm-hmm. normally they do that at, like, a bar or something. This they'll have to do from home.
0: I would enjoy that.
1: But I would... I don't know. I, when Rue's, like... In a lot of other seasons, when Rue's, like, it's anybody's game, it's bullshit. There's, like... It's maybe between two people... Or it's like, like really apparent that it's one person who's winning. This one I really can't tell. Gigi has the report card. Like Jada didn't do anything wrong, and Crystal is like maybe one of the fan favorites. Yeah. Like it's you're really it's really hard. Somebody posted something where they were like, um, just crown all three, and uh. Like this season, that would be fucking nuts. Dude, they did a double... They did double all-star wins. There's no rules. Yeah. Because, like, the thing is, they all would deserve to win for different reasons. But Mm -hmm. I always go back... I always hearken back to the thing that Rue says at the beginning of every fucking season, which is, we are here to find the next drag superstar who is the future of drag. And that's why all-stars... I'm like, Jada should win All-stars or go into All-Stars, because Jada, All-Stars is to um, honor excellence in the art of drag. That's why it's not necessarily the people who are going to push the boundaries further. I mean, obviously Alaska is a hard one, but All-Stars 2 is like its own thing. But it's, who All-Stars is going, who is... All-Stars sorry?
0: All-Stars 2 resurrected the All-Stars brand.
1: We didn't have, like... All-Stars... All-Stars 2 is a beast into itself that doesn't really, it doesn't fit in any other way with any of the other All-Star seasons. But what All-Stars is for, it's for the people who did really well in their drag career outside of the show. That's why Trixie won. She had to win. She was the only other queen that ever that had a TV show other than RuPaul at the time. Like there's no reason she wouldn't have won. She outside of the show she excelled in her career that's why when you get to like when you get to jada you're like you deserve an award for excellence in your art form but you are not the future of drag what you do is not new or boundary pushing or revolutionary but you are as you are a skilled makeup artist you are a talented queen you're fucking good at what you do And, like, that's why you should be on All-Stars, because All-Stars is the place to applaud you for that. But if the show is looking for what's next, Crystal or Gigi is what's next. It's it's Crystal's thinking really far outside the box, or Gigi being more adaptive and being a little bit more kooky as a winner rather than... um, fashion models, or, like, she presents something different.
0: Definitely, yeah. yeah for me, my, like, like, for me, it's between Crystal or Jada. as well. I love Jada, um, like you said, but, like, there was a lot of things where she wasn't super confident about that she only really brought out last minute. Um, and that horrible one-woman show, I was just like... <laughs> And you know, I wish things could have gone a little bit more in her favor too. But I mean, she's a very strong competitor. So, I mean, if she wins it, I'm not going to be mad. It's a very decent top three.
1: No, that's the thing. Like, if you're, if any three of them win, you're like, yeah, no, I get it. They all deserve to win. But if I'm going to really split hairs, and that's where I always kind of scale it back to like, what is the next step for drag overall? And I'm like, jada isn't what i see as the next step she is what i see as like she honors or she exemplifies it as an art form but she's not pushing boundaries yeah.
0: you know what i was really upset about this is another little panel you know like such Valore, bob Tr- uh, pixie after all stars a lot like a lot of these queens like Jinx, even, like, they go off and they try and do something. I, have, I haven't seen anything out of um, Evie Oddly.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen anything come out of her.
0: Like, girl, you won. Like, do something. With it. Like, Bianca Del Rio, she put out two movies. Like, that was funny, that was cute, you know? Like, dude, Bianca also, like, created that me- makeup melter thing, too. Like, photos, But, like, Evie Oddly, like, girl, what you been doing?
1: Yeah. it it is it is a weird like i expected so i know aiden was like in the thing in what you she was like i want to make like a drag queen gay horror movie i'm like why wouldn't evie do that right anybody would have been the one to take it on if not sharon or alaska why not evie that's her brand is weird and spooky so like why was that not what you did with your with your time like and far be it for me to tell another person how to live their life but you're right like what the fuck did you do for a, like maybe at the finale she'll show up and be like by the way this is what I did all last year and we'll be like oh cool because I didn't see any of that but thanks for sharing or she's going to be like I sat around and played with my $100,000 <laughs> I went on a vacation for a year it, but it is, it is. that's the other thing too is like who is going to do something with it
0: Uh, well, I mean, maybe that's a question that she started asking, like like, are you just gonna pay your bills and pay your taxes, or are you gonna like
1: yeah, no, that's a perfectly good that's a perfectly good point. And the thing instead of like, what would you say to your younger self, what are you gonna do with this? What are you gonna what if you win, what are you gonna have done by the time you give up your crown next year? What's your goal? <laughs> like
0: you know' cause, like I mean. And she's going on to host the Canada drag race. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Like that's cool. I I mean, I wish Evie was more present out there. I mean, yeah, she's done a few extra hosting stuff than what the hosts normally do, but that's more like for the show. I want to see like what she's been doing. You know?
1: Yeah. No, that's very fair. Um yeah, because I mean even Aquaria, like Aquaria got on the got on the cover of vogue and got to go didn't i think she got invited to the met ball yeah she was at the met gala yeah so like what did you do this year
0: Wait.
1: <laughs> it's just when you compare it like bob did one woman shows um like trixie after all stars uh, everything um bianca did world tours violet ended up becoming a model for like everywhere
0: Sasha Velour's one-woman show is amazing. It I know. is. is, I'm sorry that you didn't get to see it, but I did. I'm, I'm
1: so jealous I didn't get to see it.
0: It is outstanding.
1: Sasha, from one Russian queen to another, can you please hook a brother up? <laughs> Just tell me where to be. I'll figure it out when you're touring again. Cause I would love. I wanted to make a crown for her, like a paper crown for her to wear.
0: Oops.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you saw the masks and stuff I make, so like I, I'm familiar with being crafty.
0: <laughs>
1: I'd make her something fun. But yeah, I'm looking forward to see what happens. I don't really know what to expect. I'm kind of going in. I'm trying to go in as open-minded, cause like don't know who's gonna win. Um and like it's weird because I'm like not necessarily rooting for any one person. Um because like yeah, it's too close. It's too it's close. It is probably one of the strongest top threes like ever.
0: Um it is so strong, it reminds me of Kimchi, Bob, and Naomi. Like that <laughs> is my quintessential uh finale like when they produced like songs for them and everything that were like tailored to them
1: like roulette um what i would love is if instead of it being this thing where like they give because like the the producers like produce them music and like hire the backup dancers and all that other stuff i would love it if they said hey girls here's 10 grand do whatever you want on stage write your own song here's like here's your like here's a music producer you can do whatever you want with 10 grand you want backup dancers you want special effects you want whatever and you figure it out and they get to do like just do whatever their mind can create and that's their final performance because that's them at their utmost ability to create. They're given full control over their final performance. And they're just like, yeah, you wanna do a dance number, you wanna do like comedy with audio visual elements, you wanna do fucking just reveals after reveals after reveals, you wanna spend your whole money on wardrobes, fucking do it. But like how amazing would that be to see the seasons? Like what would Sasha Valour and Shea Coulee have done on their season if they would have just been given ten like a certain amount of money and said just make a show and you get, you get this amount of minutes, you get this amount of money, do whatever you want with it. Ah, what uh, would they have done?
0: Uh, Public runway, where they have to put together their final runway all by themselves. Like, I think that would be so cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, it would give you, if you're going to want to see what somebody will do on their own, that's the way. Like if Because if you're saying that one of the questions is, what are you going to do with your title? Well, here's a... Here's a here's the the, your restrictions are a budget and time frame and time Mm -hmm. do whatever you want that's going to give you all of the information you need to be like this is what this person would do if they won this is what this person would do given access to resources as opposed to being told here's your song we wrote it about you about funny things about you and just like work it make it work the ultimate challenge is produce their own show a real, their real own show. I would I would vote for that. Yeah. I don't know if they need the cash tips anymore, and they should just spend the money on that at the finale. Really make the finale something special. I'm sure the girls would argue that they want the $5,000 tips when they win. But Ruth's got money. She's worth, like, $7 million or some shit. Like, fuck her. She's fine. Another
0: acre. Make it
1: happen. <laughs> Look, all of the product placements, they got to be putting money into something. Right? Yeah, I'll accept, I will accept one more product placement in every season in exchange for that finale. <laughs> but only one more. Any more than that and I'm out. <laughs> but on that note, I think that's, I don't, the last two episodes were super underwhelming. I have nothing else to say about, um...
0: Hey, it. It's what I think. That's about it, really. We've been on like more tangents than talking about the (laughs) episode. Sorry, everyone, for listening.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, like, I shut up and deal with it. Like, if you sat through this whole thing and you're and you're complaining about the tangents, like, I don't know how you how you can make better decisions for yourself. (laughs)
0: Like,
1: I'm not your mom, (laughs) but I might be your daddy. Oh, yes. I'm, old, I'm a whole year older than my partner for 10 days. So during that 10 days, I'm allowed to be called Zaddy. There you for go. For the rest of the year, we're the same age. So I'm not allowed to be called Zaddy for the rest of it. Although I do call him Piggy when he calls me Zaddy because he hates it. And I think it's funny. So he's just like, yes, Zaddy. And I'm like, okay, Piggy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I give that. I give that hot daddy bo- daddy vibe.
0: All right, everyone. So I guess that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for coming to listen to us. Uh, if you want to give us a topic that you want to for us to talk about for your honey? You can down below in the socials. I'm Geeky Bear Cub. Justin. Justin, Geeky Bear Cub, whatever. <laughs>
1: And I am Rex Uranus.
0: (laughs) Thanks a lot, guys. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Bye.